Are you listening? Welcome to TV and Jelly number something five. Mm-hmm. I want to say five. Should start writing this down. Guys. I know. I really should. I, you know, if only there was some way to verify. Right. There's just <laughs> I, been so many. It's not like I'm the one that you know publishes all these or anything. Let's not worry about that. What we should worry about is uh, that today we are talking about the movie that's called. Don't don't think twice. Think twice. Yes, I remember. I, I've totally That's kind of an ironic that. name to forget. <laughs> well, Which is funny because I couldn't remember any time I wanted to talk about it or ask about it because a lot of people had seen it. I could not remember the name. I've never had this problem before. It's like that Larry David show. It has a similar title, and I can never remember. Curb your enthusiasm. enthusiasm. It's just like this like phrase. It's the and title it is like, a yeah. phrase that you hear, it and you're like, of course that's yeah. it, but I can't remember the phrase. Anyway. We should probably say who we all are. I'm Craig. <laughs> There's Carson. Carson, that's me. Hi, Meg. Meg. Eli. What's up, Eli? Hi. How you guys doing? How was your month? A really good month. It's been a was great it? month, yeah. Good month in TV. Mm-hmm. I have watched so little TV this month. I'm sorry. What are you doing here? What am I doing with my life? <laughs> I'll tell you. That I, means you have a life, I, I think. Did, well, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> I did go watch Don't Think Twice, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, last night. Mm-hmm. So I'm ready for that one. But uh, Meg, you had a... A rough go today. I did have a rough go today. My hard drive exploded. But I don't want to talk about today. I want to talk about an important announcement announcement in my life. I'm very excited. Are you ready? (laughs) (laughs) I have started watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians. No. No. And it's the best decision I've ever made in (laughs) my entire life. Welcome, sister. Thank you. I thought you were going to tell us that you were buying a new house. I'm doing that too, but that's, that's not as that's important as keeping news. up with the Kardashians. That's that's what she's doing in an attempt to keep up with the Kardashians. Exactly. So wait, did you start like from the beginning? Or I did, you... which oh is hilarious because no it's it's Bruce, not Caitlyn, mm-hmm. and like it's just fun. To Before see. everyone is like actually famous too. Yeah, and they're like kind of nervous to have the cameras around, and they mm. like they're very scripted, and their reactions are like very canned, and then they get weirder and goofier and more crass and it's it's delightful i turn it on and it's like being in the room with people who kind of annoy me but also make me laugh <laughs> oh so, so it's similar to what's going on right now exactly yeah. it's like being with you guys all the time Aww. which is my dream come true slash nightmare <laughs> I, <laughs> well i'm gonna start spelling carson with a k now so that'll feel more like kardashian also spelling ally with a k <laughs> it's silent <laughs> <laughs> the k is silent so what have you guys been watching? Uh, well, I have a big thing to say. Please. Survivor is back, and I am so thrilled with it. It is the Millennials versus Generation X, and or whatever that generation is being called now. I feel like they keep changing. Like, like the, the one with right. boomers? Yeah. The one that's... Well, I don't consider myself a millennial, even though I technically am one, but like the people on this show are not my generation of people. Um, Wait, which ones? The Gen Xers the ge- or the Millennials? The, the Millennials. Because I feel like I'm right in between. Yeah. Yeah. I think I feel the same way. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we're all pretty firmly in the Millennial category. But like mm-hmm. early Millennial, right? Sure. I mean, not a-hole Millennials. <laughs> is that what we're going well, for? We're in the Millennials, but not of the Millennials. Because <laughs> the, the reason is, I I don't I can't speak for all of you people because you're all like 20 years younger than me. But I did At not <laughs> I did not grow up with the internet or cell phones. 
you know, like I got my first cell phone when I was 22 or 21 or something. And the internet, like we had it in my house, like dial up when I was like a senior, junior, senior oh, in man. high school. And then but, your mom would get so mad when she needed to use the phone. Right. <laughs> right. And <laughs> social media didn't exist. Yeah. There was, there, we didn't even have MySpace back then. And so I feel like the kids that grew up using these things and Snapchat and whatever else are not my same generation. Like we do, we don't see the world the same way as each other. So I'm watching the show and I'm supposed to be like, I guess, rooting for this millennial tribe because they're my generation, but I don't relate to them. They're all like 22, 23 years old and they're super obnoxious and they didn't spend the time to build a proper shelter on their first day and it <laughs> fell apart and it was a total disaster because they were out playing in the ocean. Also, that tribe is more like The Bachelor than it is like Survivor and they're all like trying to decide who bachelor to give their Paradise, rose to. I think. I don't, I don't know the difference between. That's any the one of them. when they're on a beach. I'm actually so. gonna have Meg start writing half of the recaps because she's like more prepared to write about what's Good. happening on that tribe than because I am. Because I haven't written enough recaps this year. Please. You haven't. I, the the one thing I wish is that Meg would write more stuff for TV and Jolly. <laughs> like I wish she'd pull her weight around. It doesn't here. have to be recaps. Just write something. It's all. You did a book Haikus. review today. You published a book review for uh, what's the name of that girl's <clears throat> book? The name of the book is It's Not Okay, Turning Heartbreak into Happily Never After by Andy Dorfman. I hate myself just it was, for hearing that. Wow. I hate myself for spending the amount of hours I did reading that crap. It was the... But we, you know, but we appreciate that you did up. because it was a great review. Well, I got some good chuckles out of it. Why did you read it? Because I told, I told our readers that I would and I told them we were going to talk about it and I thought we were going to get all this juicy gossip. Because on Paradise, they were like, hey, there's some stuff that's been said in that book, like Josh is verbally abusive, all this stuff. Did it talk about that? I feel like... Hardly. Hardly. It was mostly like Andy in her like sad little breakup cave, like, oh, my leg hair is getting so long. I'm getting so fat because all I do is watch TV and eat. So she's trying like, to be like cute Mindy Kaling, mouth. but it's just like but not she's working. Obnoxious. She's so obnoxious. Let's move on. Anyway, um, our writer, Whitney... <laughs> Publish a thing about carpool karaoke and Britney Spears did carpool karaoke. And it turns Wait, what? out carpool karaoke. Carpool Am I not saying it? It sounds like you're saying like, like carpool, carpool tunnel. tunnel. That's, that's what I. <laughs> carpool karaoke. Swimming pole. Swimming pole. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're from Utah. I'm sorry. How do you feel, feel today? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, Leave me I'm alone. I'm so tired. Where's my pillow? <laughs> the mountains. Somewhere don't in say the milk. Mount, mountains. Can we get back to Britney Spears, sorry. please? <laughs> if we must. She turns out she does not know the words to her own songs. Oh, no. I know, right? Super sad. Because she's never sang them. I, I guess. <laughs> that's controversial. Do you really Zing. want to say that on the air? Um. Shots well, fired. the thing is, they don't know who said it because they're not. They haven't identified our voices and distinguished them yet. So it could have been you that said it, Meg. <laughs> have you guys been listening to the KUER, the our local NPR station pledge drive? No. So yeah. Are we like them? Are we annoying like they are? Like the in between program banter that they we use? haven't asked for money. Well, here's the That's thing. That's true. Everybody, everybody who's tuning into us is tuning in for our banter. It's not like KUER where it's like, ah, I wanted to hear some great programming and I have to put up with these people. Thanks, all three of you. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, thanks, Mom. <laughs> that could explain our numbers. Um, anyway, other stuff on the blog. Sarah Hanks. Yes, my wife. Craig's wife. The lovely and talented. Is she of the flax and locks. Is an amazing writer. She's continuing the Married at First Sight recaps, which are amazing. And Carson has some content. To some share. news. 
No, um, Project Runway is back, and it's the real Project Runway, not a dumb spinoff oh, like man. they've tried to do like four other times, which what of course I still one? watch because Tim Gunn's in it. The well, latest one, yeah. they did. They do All Stars, so they just bring back these poor, sad people that you thought had actually made it or done something with their lives, and then you're reminded that they haven't. <laughs> I like the original, and then I haven't ever watched All Stars, but I've seen like the commercials, and it just seems like... These aren't necessarily the all-stars as in the talented ones. It's the all-stars like as in the, we just really want to make a train rejects. wreck. Yeah. This is like just part two for them. But mm, nice. anyways, this is the real deal. It's good. It's fresh meat and it's pretty good so far. There's only been two episodes. So I'm doing like kind of recaps, mostly just like talk about if I liked what they did or not. But mm. it's fun. She's doing a great job. And Mm -hmm. it's a good season. I feel like the designers are really talented this season. Yeah, it's more focused on the work than, like, the background drama, which, like, would have disappointed me when I first started watching, like, you know, 14 seasons ago. But now I'm like, let's be mature about this. That's what I really liked when it first started. My wife watched that and... um, and what was the model one? Top model? Mm-hmm. See, they just can't model. compete with all and the like, other reality show drama. So I think they're like, let's actually just like focus on oh, but the yeah, talent that's, that's what I That's what I liked. Uh, top top model was super dramatic and I hated oh, everything yeah. about it. But then Project Runway was like, hey, let's watch these people with an actual marketable skill. They still try to what egg them on a it's little bit. Kind of like why I like the Great Brit- British Baking Show oh so gosh. much. Mm. It's oh, there's like, no trash talking in that oh, show. It's that just show. crying Down when people leave. Yeah. Do you want to hear something I heard about that show so bad okay so the producers wanted it to be like our american garbage where they wanted to like force emotion out of people but then mel and sue were like if we're doing it that way we're gone and they wanted mel and sue to stay so they're like okay we'll do it your way and then mel and sue even when contestants would start to cry mel and sue would start swearing around them using really profane language so the footage couldn't be used in the final cut to wow. save those contestants. From I did me. notice they they really like you know move away from people when they're starting to like, which is so nice. True British yeah, it heroes, is really nice. right? And then there's a lot of B-roll of like lambs frolicking in fields Rainy and stuff. Days. It's the most wonderful program in the world. So cozy I to watch this. You haven't Have watched you it not yet. Seen not yet. It? Oh, oh, it's, it's delightful. Wonderful. It's gonna change your What's life. What's it called again? The Great British Baking Show. Done. Slash Great British Bake Off. Like that's the BBC. Yeah. If anyway, you're watching they just, it on names, PBS, it's, it's the same. It just show. left BBC, by the way. Oh yeah, no, that's another thing. I don't want to talk about it. I want to yeah. live in a world where Mary we'll Berry's out. Forever. Anyway, we'll talk about this another time because it's so I, good. We need to save it. I I am watching some stuff, but I'm not writing about it. But so I you can just get out. Sorry, dude. Uh, I mean, I could. We need to talk about that. Craig is really doing a great job producing this podcast for Woo. us. He really that's is. true. Um, but I have been watching on Netflix uh, the From Dusk Till Dawn TV remake. Have you seen this or mm-hmm. heard of it? Mm-hmm. So there's the old... <laughs> you tr- always find stuff that... Oh my gosh, I can't believe you guys haven't heard of this. There's this <laughs> old, like, super trashy 90s movie From Dusk Till Dawn. It was a Robert Rodriguez movie starring George Clooney and Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. No, nothing. Oh, wow. no. Starring Weird. Quentin Tarantino? Yeah. Oh boy. And, like, their brother's on the run, and they end up at this, uh, like, strip joint just across the border in Mexico, and it turns out all the strippers are vampires, and <laughs> it's, it's so trashy, and it's what? so wonderful, and they made a whole TV show out of this movie, and the first season is kind of, it, it's the movie, but just expanded, and they make this whole mythology out of this, uh, the all these vampires, and going back to, like, Aztec days and all this stuff. Um, and the first season is so much fun and I loved it. And then the second season is 
just garbage. <laughs> Absolute garbage. Aww. Hated it. Um, anyway, so I finished those two seasons, and now I'm <laughs> trying to catch up on Blacklist. Okay. Blacklist is awesome, by the way. Really? I've heard that. His hat. I'm like, I don't know if I can oh, get behind Oh, I know. The show. fedora. <laughs> the I can't. Oh, did it, you? it does have copious amounts of uh, whatever that guy's name is. I can't. It's not rolling James, off the top yeah, of my James Spader. Oh, that's right. So if you don't like his mannerisms, you're going to hate the show. But I, I think he's fun. Did anybody watch Jack Bauer become president last week? Oh, no. no. I meant to, though. I watched it. Was it good? Um... I will keep watching it. Yeah, like it was. It was a little over the top, and it was like a little bit wait, wait, cheesy. wait. He for Sutherland. Okay, In something over but the here's, top. So I I watched all of Twenty Four every uh, season. So I loved good. it concurrent with the show, and even though it was over the top and sometimes a little cheesy for me, and I'm I'm hoping that this show is that same way where it's like the over top over the you top can of let cheesiness. Yourself get I can lost yeah, in it. I can just, just accept yeah. it because like. Scandal. I know this is controversial to say. I hate Scandal. Hate it scandal is so, so cheesy yeah, that it is ridiculous to me. Yeah. But Twenty Four w- was never that same kind of cheesy as Scandal was. It was like its own kind of cheesy that I could get behind. Like someone would kind of like laugh at it and then be like, "I'm kind of scared of like what's going to happen next." Like, right, right. You're so, into it whether you want to be or not. Yeah. You know. I get the sense from this from the pilot episode that that's what this one's going to be like. So I'm that's excited to keep watching it. There's a new Twenty Four. Coming out. Is it a movie or a... I, I don't think so. I think it's just a new it 20... series. Yeah. Uh, oh, I 24 guess it would be Legacy. 25 because it's 24 hours in a day. <laughs> I was so trying to make good. a joke and then I was like, no. What was that? Oh, uh, that's me looking up 24 oh on the computer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I that's on the recording. That. They didn't. <laughs> it's was, like, that was good. It was there was a intense. ringing just now if you didn't hear. Oh, I also really quick before we move on to our next topic. Wait, I do I need. Say. I, well, I need to address the elephant in the room. Oh, no. Are, are we talking about the debates already? No. Oh. After I wrote my Survivor recap from last week, the first one of the season, I received an extremely hostile message from someone in this room <laughs> about my recap. Not about your recap, about the images used in your recap. <laughs> so, I, this is now, is this my fourth season recapping Survivor? Maybe, I don't know. Third or fourth. It's at least the third. And I take pictures of the TV. Wow, wow, the episode so is airing. Nice not not this DVR is, by the way, and the strongest. This is your strongest argument for I'm not a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> so, you should just go straight to this one. Meh. Me. <laughs> Meg discovered this week that not only do I take pictures of the TV, she like messaged me and she was like, first she tried to be like very passive aggressively like <laughs> helpful. And she's like, oh, I noticed that we, that you still need help learning how to take screenshots. <laughs> Would you like me to help you with that? And I was just like very frank. And I just said, Meg, like, look, this is just, I, this is how I'm going to do it. Now get and off then, my lawn. And then she messaged me one more follow-up question. She said, so do you take the pictures while the show is running or do you pause it? Like she was trying to like ask for at least like one very simple thing that I could do. And I said, no, I just take like no, a bunch no, no, of no. pictures. No, no, no. I didn't want you to change it. I just wanted to get the mental <laughs> image right of like you standing in front of the TV okay. with your phone. Let me get, just like waiting for the moment. Let me give you the, the accurate mental image then. I watched the show and then I started over and then it starts playing. And when I think something's coming up, I hurry and run up to my TV <laughs> with my camera, with my phone. And I take a bunch of pictures and I never get it on the first try. So then I swear very <laughs> loudly then I remember that my windows <laughs> open and my neighbors have little kids and then I feel bad about that and then I have to go back and rewind it this is happens every <laughs> week that is the mental image this is this and is this, the sort of behind the scenes stuff that Meg was hoping for in that book 
but the, that TV and jelly readers now get exactly. uh, through the podcast. So you're welcome. Yeah. So <laughs> bringing that drama, um, man. Before we move on, even though it's been like 40 minutes talking about what we're watching, at least um, this is us premiered last week. Ten minutes in, crying like a baby. Like what? I was a mess. What is that? What is it? Okay, it, I saw the commercial and couldn't make it through. It wants to be Parenthood, which was like my favorite show ever. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of skeptical, like, I don't know, guys, can you pull this off? It is really surprisingly good. It's about three different people who share a birthday. And to say much more beyond that is... Where could I find this? NBC. Okay. So Hulu as well. I felt all the feels and then some. This is us. And when did (laughs) it start? Last week. So it's, we're one episode. Mandy Moore is yeah, in tonight. It? Might be the next Mandy episode. Mandy Moore, that guy from and Gilmore Girls, Jess from Gilmore Girls. Well, say no more. Yeah, and also I watched The Good Place with Kristen Bell, and it's written by the Parks and Rec guy, and it's really oh. good. Oh, Aziz Ansari, Adam, no something, Mike Sure. Oh my! And sure. Megan Amram, who is the funniest oh, she's funny. Twitter I, account. I will watch anything who's, with Kristen who's Bell. Who's a funny Twitter account? Megan Amram. Man, I'm getting all kinds of intel about what's happening in the also, world. Also, Meg Walter is I was really say, funny Eli on Twitter. Follow any I of follow us? You on Twitter? No, you do not. Follow me. Do you follow me? Yes. Why don't you retweet? We've me? talked about I this do. behind your back. It's fine. We have Carson really? and I I'm have talked about it. I'm follow everybody right now. Shh, all right, let's move on. Okay. Yeah, you don't need to follow me. All right. So Carson was on a TV show that we all watched. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. So okay. we talked about this in the last podcast. This isn't totally random. And it's not, like, new or anything. But I mentioned before, when I was living in New York, I did, like, some extra background work or whatever. So I finally tracked down uh, episode Expertly, of, by the way. Thank you. I think I was trying really hard. Um, so it was on Madam Secretary season one. And anyway, I tracked the clip down on Netflix and sent it to the group and... We had a good laugh. Okay, and so just to give let everybody know what that means, I was in my office. I'm assuming everybody was like at, at work, work or something, <laughs> yeah. and also we get this mass message, and she's like, "I found it. It's episode one." <laughs> that's, that's the voice I give you on the internet, even though I wasn't in like all caps or anything. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, "It's episode one or episode 19 or whatever." Do you remember what it was? Did you already say? Uh no. Anyway, you looked that down. up, and so that people can watch it. And then I was episode like, episode eighteen. I like responded. I was like, I can't wait to get home and watch this. And then Craig was like pulling it up now, and I was like, oh yeah, internet, I can pull it up now. <laughs> so then like everybody pulled it up right then, and then I took screenshots because I have <laughs> facial blindness and I like don't recognize people, and took like screenshots and started like sending them to her. Like, is this you? Is this you? And and it was. And, and it was you me. Were in, I was expecting it to be one of those things where you like walk by briefly and you're like, no, I swear that's me. Like if you blink, you miss <laughs> it kind of thing. No, you're in the whole episode, like up close. Well, not episode. The uh, scene. Yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up close. That was really impressive. I was, yeah, it was actually pretty fun. Like the director came and like talked to us at mm-hmm. one point to like tell us. It was dumb because she was like, you guys are supposed to be, it was me and like this other Russian girl that did not speak English very well. Another uh-huh. Russian girl? <laughs> in addition to you? <laughs> The, uh, did I say another? Oh, <laughs> another anyway, woman. I'm not, who's another Russian. woman. Mm-hmm. Another extra. And um, so the director's like, okay, like you guys are like checking them out, like that the two actors, or whatever that are in the scene, because we're sitting at the bar next to them, and like, kind of like look around and like you know flirt a little bit. So like we're like doing all this dumb stuff, but then luckily, each other? no, at, with the guys, the <laughs> oh, actors, because <okay. laughs> there's two guys sitting at a bar in the scene, and. 
I don't know. It felt like really dumb at the time, but then it looks like they didn't even use that so i don't know if like we just looked terrible or they went another direction because you just look like you're in a yeah we're just supposed to be like and so right the other half of it was just like pretending to talk and like have a good time at the bar and like drink my grape juice because you're you're facing the camera and Uh the woman you're talking to her her head is to the camera and she does turn around several times and like look toward the camera yeah i think that's why they wanted so she it wasn't just like the back of a head behind them okay. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they I don't they just like positioned me so I'm looking at the camera the whole time like obvious, I wonder for why. obvious reasons. Yeah. Yeah. You did look good in it. You looked really good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. They had hair and makeup, <laughs> so uh, I'm not saying that with surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wear makeup or try at all these podcasts cuz we don't have to be seen. But yeah, I did try Except when I was on TV. Other. That's true. Mm. But uh, so yeah, that was kind of fun. I was actually gonna suggest that we do. We need to do like some a group photo or something to make as a, an image for this podcast. Not maybe, today. Maybe not today <laughs> for oh, our Christmas no. card. <laughs> there you go. Oh my gosh. Okay, <laughs> but anyway, my grandma would be like, "What? We're <laughs> not here to talk about me." The conversation after oh. we talked about my little like whatever episode. Turns out everyone else has these random claims to fame. Mm. So let's hear them. I had a crazy thing happen this weekend. I'm so excited. Crazy for me because I never run into celebrities, but I ran into Whatever. a celebrity. You've already told us like four stories. Did I? Yeah, I, it seems I like probably it. lying. Um, <laughs> so I was in Portland this weekend and um, I was hanging out with a friend on Saturday morning and I told him that I really like this one comedian named Kristen, uh, Kristen Schaal. Do you mm-hmm. guys know Kristen her? Kristen Schaal is a horse. Yeah. She lived in Longmont, Colorado where I lived. Okay. Yeah, everyone's met her, Eli. I guess my story isn't special. (laughs) We are pen pals. So Saturday morning, and I like never talk about her, but I told this friend, I was like, I really like that comedian a lot. And one of my favorite scenes of all of 30 Rock of the entire show is when she's like standing. She's the one with the annoying voice. Yes. Yes. She's like standing Hazel. in this. She's standing in this hallway or something at Thirty Rock, and these two guys like she thinks they checked her out, but I don't think they did. I think they just give her a weird look because she's so odd. And she says, "Take a picture; it'll last longer." And then she pulls out a Polaroid and hands it to them. <laughs> and it's like so well delivered that like I laughed so hard when I saw that. So I told my friend like that's one of my favorite like TV scenes of all time. That night we're at like this like cafe bar thing and she was sitting at the table next to us. No way. And it was so weird. It was like this very weird Truman Show thing and I ended up looking her up because I was just curious like if she was like doing a show there or something and she apparently was like stumping for Hillary Clinton in Portland for like two days. But um, I will say... Yeah, because Hillary Clinton needs stumping in Portland. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Well, maybe fundraising or something. (laughs) So, um, but I will say... That I, I hope this doesn't come across as rude because it's meant to be a compliment. She was a lot prettier than I would have expected. Like, I think when she's in, like, these different kind of weird roles... She's supposed roles, to be the goofy she one. They all the time. Yeah, they yeah. sort of, like, yeah. make... They kind of, like, exaggerate her weird or, like, unique physical characteristics. But in person, she was just, like, really pretty. Like, she just looked like a very pretty person. Anyway. Hmm. That's the thing about celebrities, too, though. Did you like say they, they don't look no. like normal people. She So, by the time I, like, realized who it was... Because she'd been sitting at this table and I, like, saw her and I like noticed her and then by the time I realized it was her she got up and started walking out and like everybody at my table all kind of saw her at the same time and then we all like looked at each other because everybody realized who it right. was mm-hmm. and we're like oh my gosh you know and she was already gone but also I don't know if I would have said anything anyway because I just I what feel yeah. you say? especially yeah. when they're at dinner you're like I don't you don't want to bug, bug people yeah uh, you know so Carson you say celebrities don't look like normal people but they you know who does <laughs> Robert Duvall 
He's my That's sl- not he's surprising, my celebrity actually. crush. Just kidding. But I did. Uh, I have a hat that Robert Duvall gave me. Um, it's from his production studio called Wild Horses, and they made this awful, awful movie. I can't remember what it's called, but he made some movie here in Utah uh-huh. uh, a couple years ago, and they had to open up a bank account for their production company when they were here in Salt Lake. And I worked at the bank, and I was the business guy, and so. Oh, yeah. At Chase Bank. At uh, well, I mean, I wasn't going to say which bank. I did. <laughs> Located on Highland Drive. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I mean, he gave everybody hats at the bank, but uh, I got cool. I got my Robert Duvall hat, but I took it to work today, so I couldn't show you guys. Oh. Meg. Meg, what's yours? Oh, uh, when I turned fifteen, I traveled to New York City with my father, and we went to the Two Day Show, and Al Roker said, "Happy birthday, Meg." On national television, and I <laughs> smiled and waved. Were you oh holding a sign? No, nope. like it's my birthday. I was way too dignified for a sign. That's good. You don't yeah. want to be that guy. That's I, I watched still cool. that clip probably 150. Was it times. like pre weight awesome. loss Al Roker then? I thought you were gonna say pre weight loss <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was really hoping. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was. He was good. very large. I liked then. him better. Yeah, he, he was know, jovial. I, I feel like America trusted him. He was more him. like <laughs> he was more like <laughs> that's how America is. He was more like Pal Roker back you. then. How'd you do that? <laughs> Trust, yeah. Meg, I feel like you would have more celebrity stories than that. Well, there is I one don't. more. There is. What's Certain my other one? Oh, with character Michelle from Money? no. Oh, um, Five Hundred Days of Summer. Oh my gosh! Guy. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Speaking of which, that was the the guy in that I sat next to for the extra thing was in that movie and I didn't right. know him from anything else. That's I was like, all oh, I you're the friend. Right, that's all I knew him from yeah. when he started, uh, when I started watching Madam Secretary. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. But anyway, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, that just oh. came to me. Oh, oh, did you meet him talking. at Sundance? I'm trying to remember. Do we Do we want to hear this story? I would love mm-hmm. to hear this right. story. So my grandparents are homeowners at Sundance because I'm like filthy rich. No, mm-hmm. it's because it's like been in the family forever. And we went to this dinner with some filmmakers who were doing the summer workshop Long story short, I was at a di- at a table with Joseph Gordon-Levitt before he was like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and we like chatted. Did he still have the long hair? No, he oh, looked okay. he looked like a normal like twenty four year old kid, and we just kind of chatted, and he was really nice. Um, I may have like developed a little crush on him. I mean, how could you not? How could you not? Right? What a tasty dish! Who hasn't? Like five <laughs> years later, I go to the premiere of Five Hundred Days of Summer at Sundance, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt is there doing a Q and A, and I was I like, this. "Well, if this isn't fate, I don't know what is." Joe, and it's me. I, I was with my friend Ali, and she's like, "Dude, you have to say something." And so Q and A wraps, and he's like about to walk by me. I'm like, "I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. He's gonna remember me. We're gonna fall in love. We're gonna get married. It's gonna be one." Wonderful. And I go up to him like, hey, we were at a dinner that one time and he like looks at me and he's like, Yup. And then he like just walked out of the building. And I look over and Allie's like dying. Like she's like <laughs> doubled over. Oh, but at least good. you did it, so you don't have to wonder, yeah. you know? Based yeah. on based on this story and how we met, I'm starting to think you okay, would make you a habit what? of doing this you sort of what? thing. No. <laughs> I may have stalked Eli a little bit. No, yeah, a little bit. It's okay. I I have admissions to make also, so you go ahead and make yours. Well, I kind of forgot. I did. I did corner him at uh, Craft Lake City and say, "Hey, you need to write for my blog." Mm-hmm. What else did I do? I emailed you. Before you emailed that. me t- like twice. 
Whoa. I did. You emailed me because I went and looked. You you emailed me years ago, and then you told me about that at our last podcast, and I went and and looked it up in my email and <laughs> what found was the subject line like. It was like a very nice email, and she was like <laughs> From talking <your> about <laughs> she's talking about blogging, and like we we wrote back and forth, and she just asked me some like for some tips about what I do on my blog, and we kind of wrote back and forth, and it was totally mm-hmm. normal interaction. And then you later emailed me about writing for TV and Jelly after you asked me to though. Yes. So yes, and I rudely didn't respond, and then. And you stalked me here. at Craft Lake City and like she like guilted me in front of like a crowd of people <laughs> and that's why I'm here today. So. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Whatever works. Yeah. What admissions do you have? Craig? Um I I when I met Meg not for the first time but like we worked together at the radio station back in college for like 2 months but before you just up and quit. I don't remember what you went and did. I graduated. That. Oh, that's right. <laughs> How dare you? They wouldn't let you be on it anymore. I was I was already married at this point, and so it wasn't this kind of thing. But I had like a friend crush on Meg. I was like, I need to be this person's friend. Mm-hmm. I just thought you were the cat's meow at the time, and well, um, I am. and so I you know you right. apparently graduated. Well, anyway, you quit, uh, left us. And then I graduated. We all went our separate ways, but I kept reading like your blog every time you'd post something on uh, on Facebook. You know, I'd go over and this read was, your blog. This was a blog this was pre pre TV and Jelly, and I, you know, just your writing was always mm-hmm. absolutely hilarious. And so, for like what five years, six, seven years, I just read and read and read all of Meg's stuff. And then finally, one day, I was like, I really want to write for Meg's website. Mm-hmm. And, and then I did it, are. and that's why I'm here. I married into TV and Jelly. Yeah, you did. Carson wanted to be closer to me, so she married my brother-in-law. So I, yeah, I started dating this guy, and then I found out, whoa, this is Meg's husband's brother. I Seal can get closer to this way. Seal the deal. Man, I did what I had to here. do. The, the got non, married to him, and the yeah. non-sexual tension of this room is amazing. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like I was like, here's my baby, like Eli, right for my blog. Like I felt like it was like very clear. It that was, it was like, it was, and no, yeah, I, there was never any confusion about like any other kind of stalking that you were doing, <laughs> and I was very happy that you did come and talk to me. Not interested. I'm, not interested either it's fine. in it's fine. either direction. Wow, this okay. podcast really is going Hey, should we talk about what we came here to talk about? I, I feel like 30 minutes in, yeah, who cares? That was juicy, <laughs> yes, though. let's talk about it. That was juicy. Uh, What's the name of that movie better. again? It's called Don't Think Twice. Oh, yeah, Don't Think Twice. It's don't starring, Think Twice about remembering the name of that movie. It's starring some I people um, <laughs> whose names you don't remember, it's except like, Mike Birbiglia. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, Jordan, is it Key or Peel? He's key. Key. Jordan key Michael. Michael Key or something. I don't remember. The key guy. The tall and one. And the girl from Community. Yes. And the girl from Hall and Oates. Hall and Oates, not Hall and Oates. The <laughs> Wait a minute. Garfunkel and Oates. She, yeah, right. she was in Scrubs too, right? Oh, was she? She was like the girlfriend of that. Her. She's also in the, the new Netflix Basically, series. Basically, everyone is like, oh, that's that person from that thing. And that's yeah. that person from that thing. But anyway, um, I was initially interested... Uh, in it because Ira Glass is the producer mm-hmm. and this is his first movie clearly don't like Ira Glass no I just I, I like him I think he's talented that just wasn't my draw <laughs> anyways well I heard about it from him and so I was oh, like okay. oh okay and I thought it'd be and then I saw a commercial and I was like oh that's not as serious mm-hmm. as I thought it would be but that was pretty good mm-hmm. I the, had the movie wasn't as serious as you thought it was gonna be well I when you hear like Ira Glass is producing something you think it's gonna be like a documentary or oh something, my gosh right? I, this was like serious coming out my eyeballs uh, I, it, 
drove me crazy. I had an existential crisis after this movie. <laughs> really? I was expecting one because you said that, and then I didn't. I felt very I far just... removed. Maybe we should quickly remind people what it's about. Do we? Are we going to spoil? There's nothing to spoil. There's, really, yeah. it's not a. It's not a movie with. It's a, not like a big. Is that plot there's no heavy? reveals or anything. So <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a movie about a bunch of uh, comedian. What do you call their improv, improv comedians? Yeah. And they have been running this improv show for years together. And then one of them gets onto the equivalent of Saturday Night Live and leaves all the rest of them in the dust. And it creates a bunch of tension in this group of friends. And um, some people die and some people cry. And um, that's the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Right? Life, man. And, and Meg had a crisis. Yeah, I so I want to hear about this. Because, like, what I do, I consider a creative pursuit. And it's hard to put yourself out there. And it's hard to say, like, I believe I'm talented doing this thing. I believe I'm kind of funny. I want you to read slash watch whatever the content I'm producing. And there are so many times where I think, am I kidding myself? Is this very mild success, like, even worth pursuing? And I watch this movie and you're like, you are kidding yourself. Like, Mm. it's you should do something more serious and yeah Siri's about to talk back to me um (laughs) like move on do something real with your life that was the message I took away really yeah am I alone in that um I I had a lot more thoughts about like what friendship is yeah I think that same because the main theme to me was like can you enjoy like your friend's success uh without like having that tear you or your friendship apart because you'd see basically people in this group you know saw their friend move on to what they all wanted because they're best friends but they're also each other's main competition Mm -hmm. and like the field you know where like not a lot of people are making it and so that's like what stood out to me and I thought was interesting now granted the guy was a jerk at the beginning oh yeah the guy that made it yeah they they, like pushed that to the extreme too but yeah, I don't know. That's kind of what stuck with me from it. Do you feel that way about other people's blogs? <laughs> I wish I didn't, but sometimes yeah, I'm like... Yeah, I was like, going to say, it's actually a real question. Is this person funny? Like, I don't know if they're funnier than I am, but they have millions of followers, and I wish I wasn't petty, but it's hard not to be. Yeah. yeah. Especially when it's so, like, quantitative. Like, you can see how many yeah. followers yeah, someone has. Yeah, for sure. You can see their social media interaction, <laughs> and it's hard not to compare yourself. Well, I think... Um, I, I was telling you guys we hit a pretty major milestone on my other uh, podcast and I, I've come to the realization that at a certain point it's not about talent. It's about how hard you're willing to push your product and push yourself. I think it's and a little bit so of often it's about marketing more than it is about talent. And so with this guy in Don't Think Twice, they were all funny. They're all talented comedians, but he was the one who was willing to like push some people over and get to the front of the stage and market himself See, no I, matter what the cost was. Do you know what I mean? I identify most with Mike Birbiglia's character. The guy oh, who so auditioned yeah. for Saturday Night Live and didn't make it. Was inches he, away. But he was putting himself out there. You know, He was marketing himself. He was putting himself up for auditions. That's and they, true. In the end, they're like, you're not good enough. And that was something he had to come to terms with and move on. And that's where the crisis was for me. And he felt like the most talented. Like he felt like a lot of injustice in it too, because yeah. because he'd been doing it the longest, you mm-hmm. know. Where in that field, that's not necessarily like how it works, you know. Yeah. There are all these other factors going on, but 
I was really surprised by his character because it's Mike Birbiglia and you know he's going to be kind of dry and sarcastic and everything, but he's funny. Mm-hmm. And in this one, when he wasn't on stage, I was like, I don't want to see you anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't like his character. They kind of yeah. let him win at the end, just not in the way he wanted. Yeah. You know? Because, yeah. like, again, spoiler, but, like, he meets this old classmate and they hit it off and then turns out she's pregnant but not with his baby and... He decides that they're gonna get married and raise it together, and he and seems like as, okay with it. Yeah, as far as we know, it's a happily ever after. Yeah. So yeah, um, Eli, what did you would you recommend this movie? Yeah, yeah, I would uh, to most people. Um, I had a, I had some similar thoughts that Meg had, um, and the crisis that you're talking about is one that I have like once a month where I'm like, what am I doing? You know, this is the mild success yada 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 blah 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 who am i kidding even though i think like i I think i'm good at doing this thing that i'm created you know you get encouraged enough to keep going yeah and the thing that i noticed in the movie um or that i was really thinking about as i watched the movie is that for me the the only way that i end up like repeatedly overcoming that crisis is by redeciding that i'm not doing it for any other reason than to like feel fulfill fulfillment in creating and for I don't know that that would work for everybody, but it works for me. And so as I was watching this, I kept like thinking about all of these like characters in this show and whether or not their characters were doing this thing because they just enjoy doing it or doing it because they want to be successful at it or doing it for both of those reasons or other reasons or whatever else. And I think that that was sort of an interesting and maybe uh, unintentional uh, sort of theme or comment, uh, commentary from the movie about these characters. Yeah. Some of them to a fault. And Sam's character really drove me crazy because she was so purist about what she did. Mm. And I felt like she she had a chance at fame and she like, blew an opportunity on that could have changed her life. Yeah. And that really drove Did you me not crazy. buy her reasoning for that? I just just thought it was foolish. Like she's living in a crap apartment in New York City making no money working as a waitress. Okay, but her apartment was not that crappy. I know. That made me mad. Anytime I watch, like, a New York thing, I'm just like, this is not real. Even (laughs) even when uh, Mike Birbiglia's character would crawl up into his little... I'm like, that's a big room. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, you had to walk through a hallway to get there. That's like a mansion in New York City. Jeez. Anyway, just her, I want to be doing this But you can see why they put her in there, you know? Because it was like, everyone was, like, hurt. Not yeah. that she got the addition, but that she didn't. They, She had what they all wanted, and then she purposely didn't take advantage of it. Yeah, I was too. What did? Let me uh, switch gears here a little bit. What did you guys think of the comedy in the movie? Oh, they drove me nuts. The, oh, I, the beginning with like the improv thing? Every, every once in a while, they'd have so uncomfortable. An, an improv scene, you know, just to drive whatever scene it was forward. They would do some improv. And I never laughed. It was, no. and I, it, I have this problem with improv in general. It if it's done really, really like a plus, really well, then it's good. But if it's not, like if it's even a minus, I'm like, this is crap. I don't like it. So this American Life has been playing like clips of improv. Have you guys been hearing mm-hmm. this? Um, in the last like couple of months, there have been like segments on their episodes where they take. I think all of or some of the same actors from this movie and have them do like an improv thing on this stage 
and the audience is laughing so hard that I get the sense they're only laughing because it's so awkward if you don't because most improv is just annoying. There's an applause like light flashing. "Ah!" (laughs) Yeah, and it's just like kind of like they say something that's like or oh that's like mildly somewhat almost clever but in there with them. I think there's a I think there's a fame factor too. Like you go yeah. in expecting this person to be funny. It's either it's either something like, oh, it's Mike Birbiglia, so, uh, so of course it's funny. Of course I'm gonna laugh. Or let's say Ira Glass were to get up there, it would be like, oh, Ira Glass is never funny, and so if he does anything even slightly out of character, that's gonna be hilarious. Right. There's that certain yeah. fame factor that either way is gonna generate laughs, right? Mm-hmm. So. But I just kept thinking all the time too, like I could not have like actor friends like that because it's like they're on they're in character all the time and nothing is serious and like yeah they're they care about each other and stuff but they just like hide so much with these like bits they're doing and try to like one up each other and it's just like seek attention chaos yeah Yeah. it's like Mm -hmm. no one really cares about the other person because it's like i want to be funnier than you or like they're always looking for a joke you know Mm -hmm. so that bugged me, me too. the scenes in the car i was like make this end I know. <laughs> this is miserable i, I liked the red-headed guy because he was just kind of like he would normal. say like genuinely funny stuff Wait, without which like one trying was the to red-headed ride. guy with the glasses. the glasses whose dad oh bill it, was he red-headed you must have yeah. watched this recently last night yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i he I that was red-headed. my favorite storyline was the bill thing just you know felt the most human and, right. and it was I liked him the most because he was the one I th- I felt like he was the first one in the group to be able to say sh- let's shut this off and be normal human beings I mean, for a little hummus while. Sam- samples yeah. full time now. <laughs> <laughs> so I I I liked him the most just cuz he was the least annoying, I guess. Uh yeah, I exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Am I a jerk? Well, maybe. I like Ben Stiller the most. Oh, that's right. Ben Stiller. Um, I don't know. I, d- I don't have a ton more to say on the subject. I have one, one more like general commentary. Yeah. I, I think I always think it's funny. I don't know where I'm going with this. So somebody pick it up for me. Um, <laughs> I, I always think it's funny in movies like this at how disproportionately uh, actors and like sh- people in show business entertainers are portrayed in movies like there are so many movies about actors or directors or whatever else and I I guess it makes sense on some level because it's like the people creating this like you create art around the thing that you know and these people that are creating the art know show business and so they're like going to tend to create like a lot of movies about show business but this was like yeah another one of those movies that Mm -hmm. I always feel are a little bit funny where it's like oh great it's a bunch of actors telling a story about being actors again like in New York City yeah like there are like tens of thousands or whatever of like accountants in this uh, country but like you don't see a lot of movies about accountants and that would probably be really boring if there were but but like this is a profession that is like so disproportionately portrayed in Hollywood and writers. If you didn't like, if yeah. you if you didn't know anything about the world, but just like watched all the movies, you would think that like half of the population were actors or writers right. or whatever else. <laughs> so it's just like it's these movies are are always. I walk into them just like a little bit like oh like almost like they're self-congratulatory in that way and I'm already a little bit annoyed. So they have to like overcome quite a lot for me to like it. So the fact that I was entertained. Mm by this movie is means like slightly more mm-hmm. than it would in in most other like comedies. Mm-hmm. And I kept seeing like celebrities I follow on Twitter like 
big names and like not so big names like all talked about it and they're like this is so true this is so real but it's like yeah it is to you because this is your life. what you did yeah. <laughs> you well know? i think it's more true like but you're right it, it can apply to you in other ways too there's so many think pieces like um john ham waited tables for years before he was discovered keep working hard follow mm-hmm. your dreams but like i want to hear people who are like i tried to be an actor and i failed yeah. That's life, you know. I feel like that's like more the majority. But then, if, but then if they get to tell that story, then they necessarily didn't fail. That's the problem. Right. Well, you no, won't but hear they didn't. Them. They didn't necessarily fail at being an actor, but like, you know, uh, maybe they did end up becoming an accountant and then just went and told their story somewhere. And like, then that's they, a good story. Like they're happy being an accountant. You know, I feel like <laughs> we're fed this story of like, you're only happy if you win an Oscar when like. <laughs> You can work nine to five and still be happy. And I feel like this movie was saying, like, it's okay to not be the greatest at things you do, even though that really shook me to the core because I want to be. Or, like, I don't don't think it's talking about not being the greatest because, like, uh, Birbigli's character, like, he was good. And there was a reason he'd been running this show for so long. And he was talented, but he didn't make it. I think it's more. I guess by greatest, I'm meaning successful. Yeah, there you go. Like, yeah, I'd, I'd go more recognized as successful. Uh-huh. Like make, have it as a living, I guess. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, you can still have your improv group. You just have to have a day job, you know. Let's mm. beyond waiting tables, right? <laughs> well, anyway. not that there's anything wrong with waiting tables. All you table waiters out there, mm-hmm. I apologize if I offended any. <laughs> and improv actors, <laughs> and shoot, who else have we talked about? <laughs> I made fun of Britney else? Spears kind of at the beginning. You made Britney. So, I'm so the way sorry. I so carpool. Las Vegas singers. That's right. I'm sorry. Carpool. I'm carpool. sorry to Britney. Carpool karaoke. Leave, <laughs> leave Britney alone. All uh, right. Well, should we end? Yeah, yeah. let's call it. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, I feel like I do need to put some sort of note in there that at about the 31 or 32 minute mark, there is a screeching. Uh, 180 degree turn as far as the feeling in the room <laughs> as soon as we started talking about this movie we all just kind of everybody sobered got up sad because of meg's crisis i know i'm sorry, I'm sorry. do you not want me to share my feelings let's, anyways you know let's, what? let's wrap this up, i like guys. the feels all right thanks guys for listening uh we'll see you next month on episode six six, six. all right see you okay bye